Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America. That is Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and that's where we are, and that's where we're going to stay for a couple hours here, and we're in, where we are going to engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics, and uh, maybe some community development, a little bit of recreation. You know, it's Friday, so we're going to have a good time. Let's just start there. We're going to have fun. When uh, Uber producer Dan Peters is in studio and kind of jovial, kind of dancing today, I see that, to the to the theme music here on the Patrick Lally Show. I don't know. It feels like a, a like a Friday mood where you just kind of yeah. want to cut loose a bit. You know, I forgot to throw in the, uh, it's the happy hour edition. I usually say Friday, it's a happy hour edition. It is, now it is truly a happy hour edition because Dan's dancing. The Dancing Dan Peters. I'm chair dancing today, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us on your radio at Information 1000 KSOO, streamed live at KSO.com. And, of course, the KSO mobile app. And as I mentioned, you get the one-touch streaming there. Just You pick up your phone, you go to KSOO, bam, streaming the show, walking around, doing your thing, maybe dancing. Uh, Always on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Um, Dan... I uh, got the got the truck packed up. It's not a truck. It's kind of a it's a crossover SUV. <laughs> but you know, it's not really a truck, but it's not really a car. It's not a Woody. It's not a Woody. It's just a it's a Murano. And I uh, got the Murano all packed up, ready to go racing. Got a Is it Lincoln I, this weekend? Lincoln. Going uh-huh. down to Star City Cross in uh, Lincoln. One day of racing. So I'm gonna race two races. Uh, I'm doing the, uh, masters, of course, the old guys, and then a uh, little, uh, four, uh, three, four action in the cat, the huge, be a big race in the, in the three. So it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, little regional action. It's not a huge deal. Not like the next couple of weeks, next couple of weeks, big world cup weekends coming up after, let's see, uh, next weekend is, uh, Madison, Wisconsin Trek collective cross cup thing. And then uh, uh, Jingle Cross down in Iowa City. Just huge, huge days of racing. So this is sort of the heat of the season. So how much kind of building up during the week do you use, or do you use the week to kind of rest for for your cyclocross? I rested today. I drove my car. But, uh, you know, try and get some practice in, you know. Get some good efforts in. You know, go over to Elmwood Park where we practice and buzz around the track a little bit and, uh, you know, work on your technique. But, you know, you can't. The thing is, is uh, uh, you'll remember my conversation with uh, the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen, who'll be in later today, uh, that we were, that we were going to race into shape. <laughs> so I can't really take any time off. Oh, man. It, it reminds me of the days back when I was kind of in the college age, mm-hmm. and I come back from, from college for the summer and play softball. Mm, yeah, and, and you get those guys who are about 25, 30 years old, and they get, start running around the bases for that first softball night, and they're going like, oh, God, mm-hmm. man. Pulling and, a hammy. Oh, yeah. It, I, uh, uh, the Boon Man, you know, my weird friend, the Boon Man, uh, we played a lot of softball together uh, back in the day, and he was probably the most theatrical uh, hammy pull I've ever seen. Oh, always wow. coming, Always coming around third, and it would just, it's big hammy, you know what I mean? The Boon Man is not not a uh, a lithe, lithe, small, frail guy. He's a big dude, all right. And so he'd come barreling around third, and that hammy would go, and then it would be just full, yeah, yeah, kind of hopping on one foot into the into the plate. He's kind of like a Kirby Puckett stature. Yes, only taller. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got that a well, lot of lot of base. He's got a lot of base to work with. That lower center of gravity. Yes. And uh, so that's, that's can be bad. But yeah, that can happen, you know, for me. I mean, I'm not young. And so you never know. But I'll be out there with some other old guys for a little bit. That'll be fun. Yeah. Just don't know hot yoga before. Just, just kind of, you know, yeah. just stretch it up a little bit. I was going to go to hot yoga yesterday. I should have gone and I didn't because I had some other things I had to do. That would have been, see, that's a good thing to do during the week is to stretch. You know, get hydrated, stretch, you know, work a little bit, but not nothing too crazy. And I ride my bike every day, but, you know, that's not quite the same. Riding back and forth to work isn't exactly like doing intervals. But we'll see how it goes. I'm, here's the thing. I'm going to Lincoln uh, on, on tonight. 
So you know what tomorrow is? Husker football. Here on KSOO, they're taking on uh, Troy. I think that's Troy State of Alabama. Uh, so the first thing they do in Lincoln is double all the hotel prices, by the way. Oh, yes. You should you should stay in Seward or something. <laughs> I thought about it, but then you got to, yeah, then you got to drive a little further. So you find yourself a Holiday Inn Express down there for double the normal price. But uh, here's what I'm concerned about, getting out. So the game starts at 11 here on KSOO. Um, and we'll see if they can pull one out against Troy. And, uh, uh, but if, it, if, if my leaving coincides with the end of that game, that could be bad, right? There, there's no right about it. It's <laughs> like there, that's a firm, it will be bad. No qualifiers, no equivocating, bad. Because everybody just gets on I-80 and drives back to Omaha. Well, although there may be some of the diehards who will want to stick around just a little bit yeah. afterwards, or there may be, depending upon the formidable challenge that Troy gives them, mm-hmm. that might also play a part in the yeah. dispersal of the crowd. Yeah, if it's 50 to nothing at half or something. But they won't leave. They'll stay. They all paid big money for those tickets. So that's so. if a game starts at 11, you got to figure it's going to get over 2-ish, right? Yeah, 2, 2.30. I can be out of there by then. Depends on if I stick around for the for the main event, which I don't have to do. That might be worth it just to get out of Dodge or Lincoln. Dodge County, Dodge which is Co- not far from there. No, and on Dodge Street in Omaha. So that's I think that's what I got to do because I, I don't want to sit still on I-80 trying to get to Omaha, make that – three-and-a-half-hour drive, a four-and-a-half-hour drive. You'd be better off if, if actually, in, in just a traffic note, mm-hmm. you're better off going north on 77 like to Highway 30 and then going over to Missouri Valley and then going up. If if that, if worse came to worse, if, if the, do, the worst scenario you could ever find. That's probably a two-laner. Oh, yeah. But that's, good, that's good driving over yeah. there. That's, no, that's right. I've done that. I've yeah, taken that I, all the way down from, like, uh, Dakota City, as a matter of fact. Just take the back roads all the way across Nebraska. It's a yeah. lovely drive. But I think they'll all be crowded. I think, you know, they're Nebraskans. They know the back roads, right? Eh. I just, I, you just got to leave. That's all there is to it. Get packed up and get out of town. I appreciate leaving a little something behind, though, for my friends in Nebraska. Yeah, burnout. A little bit of tire patch <laughs> there. You can all, my, all my extra tax money that they're taking out of me. Just because it's a Friday in September. Like, if they don't play next week, if they're on the road next week, will it be the same price? I doubt it. Definitely not, because of the availability will be a little bit higher. They'll be clamoring. They'll be, they'll be alms for the poor. <laughs> Come on, please stay. They'd have paid me to stay there. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Our guests are John Swedeen. He is president of the State Theater Company and Allison Weiland. She is the theater's company, or I'm sorry, development coordinator. Uh, we're going to talk about this plan they have to sell the naming rights for the State Theater downtown and their continuing effort to get that bad boy back open. The smart cyclist, as I mentioned, Michael Christensen is in for weird friends. We're going to talk cycling, okay? Because uh, the weird cyclist, or the smart cyclist, also weird. Uh, the, the weird smart cyclist also going to Lincoln, so we'll have a lot to talk about there. And I will have a PL statement just after the next break. Kind of a lightning round. You got poverty, you got the school bond vote, and you got a little bit of Manafort. So there you have it. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Twenty on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's that time of the day for the PL statement when we go through the news and uh, find the things that you know, catch our attention or make us upset, what have you, or worse. And uh, today, kind of a lightning round, because there's three things that I saw that are interesting to me. One, One's just kind of a note 
So uh, I did some interviews uh, as the uh, KSFY political analyst for uh, Courtney Collins' series on the school bond uh, vote that's coming up next Tuesday. Um, and that came out this week, so you can catch that. But I was, you know, I think KSFY, uh, they did a four-part series on the school bond vote, and they covered a lot of ground. So it's, it's a little bit tough reporting on something when there's no organized opposition. So basically that's what they make me do. <laughs> if the opposition was here, what would they say? Uh, but that's okay. I can do that. And uh, I understand how the world works. And so uh, that's up. And you can go see that on their website, ksfy.com, if you want to see that. Uh, but, you know, just generally about the uh, school bond series or the school bond vote coming up next Tuesday, as I said, uh, $190 million. Um, you know, I, me personally, I'm going to vote for it. Okay? Just get that out there. I can understand why people wouldn't vote for it. Uh, just because it's a big dang number. And I think I said that in the uh, KSFY series. And that's really what the issue is. It's not so much whether or not we need schools. It's the issue of uh, whether that's an, too much money all at once. And the degree to which uh, that two bucks a month on a $185,000 house uh, in taxes uh, is just, you know, just another uh, straw on the camel's back, as we like to say. And there may be people out there who are just feeling the pinch from a lot of government spending and from not just school board, but the city and for for, uh, various things that we need there and for the county, for the jail, utility rates, everything, you know, cost of living. And sometimes people just get, they feel pinched, uh, particularly if they are elderly or on a fixed income. That said, I'm going to vote for it and uh, we'll see how it goes. That's Tuesday. Um, there's a story in the Argus Leader today, or on their website today, Argus Leader Media, from uh, Pat Anderson, Patrick Anderson, and it's uh, based on census numbers from, um, it's the the uh, uh, annual estimates on a bunch of different stuff, and this one's on income, um, and the uh, this is all about poverty, generally. Uh, it's interesting because poverty, the actual rate of poverty has gone down in Sioux Falls, 6.8%. Um, which is which is interesting. Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's counterintuitive, but that's good news. So you always want the, the rate of poverty to go down. The other interesting thing in this story is that um, the median household income increased to 64882 So median, of course, is not average. Median is at that point at which half or higher, half or lower. Um, and that is higher than the national average of 60000 So in the city of Sioux Falls, the... Median income is uh, more than $4,000 higher than the rest of the country. It's pretty interesting. Now, ours only went up 1.4% in the city. The national average increased 4.7%, so not increasing at as high a rate. Um, but the other, uh, another little tidbit from this story, the rate of people earning $100,000 a year or more climbed to 9.1%, the highest in suspense since 2008. And what's interesting about all these income numbers that we've been seeing recently in terms of poverty or what have you is that we are 10 years out from the, uh, the, the, the onslaught of the Great Recession. And so a lot of stuff gets reset from that point. We know, we talked about it earlier this week, that the national uh, income, household income, is now back to where it was in 2008. And that doesn't even take inflation into account, right? So that, that tells you just the depths to which the recession hurt everybody. And, uh, and we're still recovering from that. Uh, the, thing that the, the interesting thing about uh, this rate for poverty in the city is that there are still a lot of people who are struggling. There's still continued services for uh, the social services for families and people in need. Um, that continues to rise. Uh, because the, the, fever, the federal poverty line in 2018 is $12,140 for a single person uh, in household income and $25,000 basically for a four-person household. Well, and you know, if you're at $26,000, you are not killing it, um, and you've got four people in your family, that's a pretty low bar, and so that's not really an indication that people are doing a lot better. Um, it's good news. Don't don't take that away, but I think that we do still need to be focused on uh, the gap between rich and poor, and that continues to rise. And working people still struggle mightily to get by and to make ends meet. They have no savings. They have no retirement. And one bad 
thing can take them, can ruin them financially. And that's the difficult part of it. Uh, and I just want to mention uh, the, the news on Manafort today. Paul Manafort, former campaign manager for uh, Donald J. Trump, has agreed to cooperate with the special counsel. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, I, what do I know? Nobody knows anything, right? Uh, Mr. Manafort seems to have been a pretty strong target of the uh, Mueller folks for quite a while because of his connections to everybody uh, at some point and his his uh, connections to Russia uh, through working for the Ukraine and his efforts to uh, connect uh, the administration early on uh, to the Trump, to the to some Russians. And now perhaps we're going to actually learn the full extent of what the connections were. And again, this is not to suggest, as, as really Giuliani said today, this doesn't uh, impugn the president at all. Uh, it doesn't doesn't make he's not charged with anything. There's no uh, suggestion of wrongdoing by the president at all. But it the, the issue is here's a guy who was involved with the he was the campaign manager uh, in the time where uh, the uh, Mueller folks are very focused. Okay, um, and that is uh, during his time as campaign manager uh, in the summer when uh, the they had the big meeting at Trump Tower. Uh, and uh, that was in June 2016, and he, you know, he, he's just, he's very much tied together. He's already been convicted, and now he has pleaded guilty to another series of charges in a different jurisdiction, and he has agreed to cooperate with the federal prosecutors. So that, um, I think, is uh, interesting news and suggests that we may, do- may be getting to a point where we'll know the full extent of everything because it would seem to me that uh, Mr. Manafort, um, if anybody knows, it's him. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Drop me a note, Patrick at KSO.com via email or on Twitter at P. Lally Show. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, it's the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen. That's next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 335 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we have in studio with us today the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen for Weird Friends. And uh, it's, a, it's a special, special weekend for us because uh, the smart cyclist and I are going racing together. Hey, how about that? Road trip. Woohoo! Road trip to Lincoln. I told all the people that we were, uh, that I was headed out there this weekend, so. And you probably didn't add that the smart cyclist was going to be with you. I may, I may have mentioned it. Well, we're going to be near you. Yeah, we're, we're actually staying in the same hotel, which is strange. That'd be Our awesome. Highly overpriced uh, uh, Husker game day hotel. Who schedules an event in Lincoln when there's a Husker game? I'm shocked by this. Yeah. I honestly am. I would think that they would never do that. I figured since I got a room, that meant that there wasn't a Husker game. I didn't know until today. Hmm. I looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, really? It's Troy State, Alabama, though, so maybe maybe nobody, nobody. travels for that. <laughs> nobody goes to that one. No, yeah. <laughs> Only people from there. They don't, you know, they can drive they to the game. To stay. Well, maybe that many people don't actually you know, most of those fans are driving distance. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I'm making that up. You are. <laughs> or maybe they just say, ah, oh, we'll just drive back to Omaha. I know. Maybe nobody stays at the Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> it's got free breakfast. It does. Pancakes. Yeah, we got a suite. That's awesome. This is tr- Can racing. Can I park in- my bikes in your room? No. Oh. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm sleeping with mine again. Uh, just le- I just now we just leave them on the car unless it's a bad area. Sure, uh, it's Lincoln. Is that a bad area? Can be. <laughs> I once stayed in Lincoln. I was going to a concert in Lincoln, and I, we uh, want to be close because we want to be able to ride our bikes to the Pinewood Bowl outdoor okay. concert. Wilco, right? And the only place we could really find there was uh, uh, it was wedged between uh, an adult uh, novelty shop. And the prison. That. That was not as nice. Handy. <laughs> a novelty shop, a prison, and a hotel. And when I say adult novelty shop. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't Spencer's gift. <laughs> or, right. Okay. 
Right. And uh, it was not, it wasn't good. Uh, no. uh, not staying there again. <laughs> it worked for this particular occasion, but never again. But the bike riding and the concert was fine. Everything else was fine. <laughs> we brought our own sheets and left That's them. That's awesome. And <laughs> That would have been a big surprise for the uh, the housekeeping staff. And they go, these are green. Checked. <laughs> and they're clean. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bugs in this one. Anyway, we survived that. That's excellent. It's one of those places where you don't put anything on the floor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and you walk around with your shoes on. Yes. <laughs> That's not where we're staying this weekend. No, we should do better than this weekend. I think so. Are you and I in the same uh, race, probably? I believe we are because, you know, I've downgraded. That's the other piece of news from last week. The downgrade. The, the, dreaded, the dreaded downgrade from a Cat 3 to a Cat 4. And I am Cat 4. Back into the mosh pit. And are you doing Masters? Yes. Oh, yeah, to and get the twofer. You, are you doing 4-5? Well, With the yeah. young guys? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you are doing two? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I need, yes, I need so, the work. So we'll be together in that Masters, and we'll be together with Alonzo in that 4-5. Oh, yeah. So that means we see Alonzo when the gun goes off, <laughs> and then when he laps us. That's not good. He's not lapping us. He ain't lapping me, man. <laughs> uh, so we're going to Lincoln. It should be fun. Yeah. All in preparation for uh, next week, which is Trek. And you're going to Trek, too, right? I am going to Trek, too, in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Are we going to, uh, we're... We might be getting too old for this. It occurs to me that, yes. Have you looked at what times our races are in it's, Waterloo? Yeah. So I know, I know you well enough to know that 7.30 is kind of a stretch. And I believe our first races are 7.30s. Three uh, days in a row. Uh, I think the Friday one is later because okay. I think starts later. But then Saturday and Sunday, 7.30 in the morning. That's early. No person in their right mind races their bike at 7.30 Especially in the morning. Especially the master's class where everybody's old. Maybe they figure that they don't sleep anyway. <laughs> You're up. Might as, well, might as well come out and race. Still getting up at 4.30 one way or the other. True. <laughs> And that's true. A lot of those people, not me. No. So that'll be a little rugged, but we'll have fun, right? Yeah, I think so. It'll be great. I have not been to that one. Me so. neither. Really? I've raced in I'm Omaha surprised. a few times, but never in Lincoln. Isn't that weird? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were still talking Waterloo. I've oh, not Waterloo been I have. Yeah. Okay. I have yeah. not been to that. I did, I did Waterloo the first three years it was going, so it wasn't a World Cup. Now it's a World Cup, so the world's best. will be there. So that's just part of the fun, whether you race or not. Yep. Right? Truth. How do you feel? Um, better than I did two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So. Starting to get starting to get in the. Uh, I think so. I got rid of the lung wheezing. That's good. <laughs> that burning sensation. The first race of the year, every single time. Like you get that wheezing. <laughs> for all day, the next day. And then after the race, I normally get a really severe case of hiccups about three or four hours later. Interesting. First time I eat something, you know, so then I... And hold on. I'm the weird friend. <laughs> it's painful. It is. That sounds painful. Yeah. I don't experience that. You get, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a very weird thing. But then as this, the races progress, you don't have the wheezing. Yeah. You start... When that goes away, you start to feel better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so now I'm feeling better, but I haven't done anything really hard since the last race. Yeah, and I thought I would get in a day or so of that 170 beats per, that coveted 178 beats no. per minute on the heart rate. No. I couldn't find an opportunity to do that to myself. I climbed Tut Hill a few times. That's good. On the way home. That's a thing. Yeah, with full load. So I think that, I count yeah. that as like uh, five intervals. Yeah, and I went and rode Tut Hill last night on my fat bike, which is, I think, like 50 pounds. There you go. So that is something. Although my heart rate still didn't do that skyrocket high thing. So yeah. Well, we'll talk about that and uh, other issues come before the court. After this short message, we'll be right back with the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. That's down the road. Bitch, Three forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we are here happily chatting with the smart cyclist Michael Christensen. And we just kept chatting. I just figured I'd bring these people back into the conversation. That's fair, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, so they may as well be involved. Yeah, y'all missed it. Yeah. Some of it. Well, you're not going to get to talk about what we talked about anyway. True. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, you were talking about Tut Hill. We, we started to segue into Tut Hill. Tut Hill. We talk about Tut Hill um, often because it's such a really awesome project, and if people aren't familiar with it, it's new single track. Well, we call single track, but it could be their trails. Dirt trail. In, yep. a, in a sort of broad sense, a dirt trail. That uh, fast Falls Area Single Track are financing being built over at Tut Hill Park, seventy thousand dollar project, of which we have raised this week's total fifty five. Fifty five has not budged since the last time we talked about it. Has really? It? I don't. I can't remember. Fifty five is still pretty good. I'm going to claim that's a little bit higher than last time. Okay, we talked about it's a little it. bit higher than last time. So the we'll have to go look at the tape. The single Tut Hill single. <laughs> See what we said. <laughs> the Tut Hill Single Track uh, Telethon continues. Uh, if people want to, or if want to donate, you can go to, uh, falls area, single track dot org. Dot org. Yep. Okay. Yes. Cool. So you were over there. What's the update? So How I had you some, doing? I had some time yesterday after work. So I spent about two hours riding dirt single track right there in town. Did a couple laps west of Minnesota Avenue in Yankton trail park. Did mm-hmm. a couple laps east of, New- of Yankton trail single track east of Minnesota Avenue. And then I went to Tut Hill and, uh, Rode what I'm used to riding, some sort of from the bottom to the top on the dirt single track. And, yep. and there was a little offshoot there that was closed. And and the builder was up there, though, and he was I greeted him, hello. And uh, he was about to open that little offshoot part. And so so there's a new section at Tut Hill Park that's open, brand new yesterday. Wow. Um, and so we're describing the trail as a candy wrapper trail. So... So you got your lollipop route, which has an out and back with a loop at the end of it, right? Right. This is a candy wrapper and what that kind of looks like. And that's a new concept to me, new term. Um, we're making this up as we go. Um, a straight out and back on one end, an out and back on the other end with a loop in the middle. Ah, I and see. So, so it's enter, twisted up like a like yeah, a tootsie roll. Like your, like your Jolly Ranchers, you're, you mm-hmm. pull on those ends and it mm-hmm. unwraps, right? So, so yeah, ride in ride in circles for a loop and, and ride out either end and, and call it good. So that's, that's fun. And um, the other end is basically over at uh, Pasley Park, right? No. Not that far. Not that far. The other end is um, up the hill and uh, pretty far back into that very top parking lot that's back there. Ah, got it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that new section gives some crazy, potentially never-before-seen views of the Sioux River. Oh. From way up high. That's cool. Yeah. Some of that's pretty steep. Um, so that's nice. And that'll be cool. Looking forward to that view when the leaves are gone, mm-hmm. when it's winter, snow on the ground, looking down at that river. I think Can you ride single neat. track in the winter? It depends on how much snow and ice is there. Yeah. You certainly can walk it yeah. or snowshoe it if it's deep. And um, frozen, if it's frozen ground, it's fine. It's just when it's wet, you don't want to be on it. Right. If you're leaving tracks. Get off. That's Yeah, that's painful because you got to maintenance and and erosion and that's a problem so um but yeah stunning views of the river so yes but the next piece the next high priority next thing is to poke through to pasley park and that will that happen this year if you raise the seventy thousand, or is that for future pretty sure that's gonna happen this year oh yeah baby yep and that will be amazing think about that so you're you're on the bike trail if people don't know where this is pasley park is where there's a bunch of baseball diamonds over there yes and you're coming down the bike trail and you're just about to Heading, west-ish on the bike yeah, trail. You're heading, going to go towards, you're going to go over that bridge the or long, the Big Sioux River. The longest bridge over this Big Sioux River that's on the bike path. Yep. And people don't even realize that there's a little offshoot dirt path there that yeah. will take you into the bowels of Tut Hill Park. Yeah, so you're heading southwest from Pasley Park. <clears throat> Excuse me, if you turn, if you, right before you get to the bridge, go left, you're on existing, like, cow path, yep. dirt path, that kind of thing. It's tough to ride right now. Right. You can walk it. Right. And yeah, so from right there, you can you can divert from the bike trail and get on dirt single track, ride. It, it will be, once it's built, you'll ride up into Tut Hill Park, um, enjoy that, and then if and then continue on west down the hill in Tut Hill Park and on the bike trail. You get back on the trail. bike trail. Yep. That's just amazing. And how many, how many miles-ish, how many feet, how many yards, what sort of measurement, how much is done, and how much will be done? I am not sure of the numbers, actually. Okay. They are known, but not to me at this point. But, yeah, mile and a half, maybe. That's done? Yeah. 
And when it's done, done, it'll probably be somewhere three, a little over four. two, three, four, something like yeah. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of, of dirt track in your city. Yeah, and it's and that's it's amazing. So yeah, what we've built before this is this it's this is beautiful. You can tell it's professionally built. You can tell that. Um, an artist is doing it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice. And, not you and, and Snakebite. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, not Snakebite. Holy cow. Snakebite single hand, single-handedly made that finish. So. Yeah, leaders. But yeah. the, uh, uh, the so you're going to do it all this year. You're committed to it. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Yeah. And I should point out how much money, uh, how much public money is involved in this, Michael? Um, we get access to the land and that is the expense. So Falls no single track. It's an in-kind pays, pays contribution. For it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's an, no dollars yeah. from the city right. coffers. Going no on. dollars from the city. It's all donation based, membership based. The grand community, the grand biking community of Sioux Falls is the primary givers to this project. Have we upset the Frisbee golfers yet? Um, there have been conversations with the Frisbee golfers. Are they yes. concerned? Yes. Um, existing now. Uh, so we do cross the hill in two spots. Yep. And right now there's a, there's a gate kind of thing that you, that's pretty narrow. So, so the idea is you ride, I, I ride up to that gate. I put my foot on one side. I kind of wiggle my pedals through the space mm-hmm. and that stops. Basically that stops me there. That gives me pause there mm-hmm. so that be, so that I can be noticed by a Frisbee golfer. And since I'm paused, I can look up and see if there's any Frisbee golfers. Mm-hmm. And then I continue across to the other side of the hill. And can't we all live in harmony? Uh, well, you do the news. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe you make a living on uh, no. That's true. I make a living on conflict, <laughs> as it turns out. But well, we're not going to have that kind of conflict over at Tud Hill Park. Everybody can get along. We're all going to figure it out. And it's yeah, just frisbee golf for the love var- of God. There's various degrees of of acceptance and non-acceptance. And, and it's a very nice course. Yeah. It's a very nice frisbee golf oh, yeah, facility. I, like, I play that. Yeah. Uh, Michael Christensen, he's the smart cyclist, and he's here most Thursdays, but we had him on Friday today because he's accommodating my schedule, so I appreciate that. Yep, no problem. And uh, we'll see you down at the Holiday Inn Express Lincoln sometime Tonight. today. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Remember, everybody, from now till September thirtieth, the Great American Milk Drive. One in four children go hungry. Milk is an essential part of a child's diet. The next time you're checking out at your groceries at any Sioux Falls Hy-Vee, tell them you would like to donate either a half gallon or a full gallon of milk to the Great American Milk Drive. Your donations help feeding South Dakota and provide milk to kids in your neighborhood. Who can't afford it? It's a good, good program. Do it. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters at the top. Actually, it's news with Dan Peters, weather with Sam Gabrielli of KSFY. Then we'll talk with John Swedeen and Allison Wyland of the State Theater about their plans for naming rights and all kinds of good stuff. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four sixteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, if you know me, you know I've been around. I've been around a while. I've seen some things. I've been around Sioux Falls a long time. I, uh, in fact, am old enough to have actually attended a movie. In the, uh, the last movie I went to in the State Theater was uh, Risky Business. So oh, that, that's going way back. And so when I think about the State Theater, I have these fond memories. But we're going to move forward today, and we are, have in studio with us Ryan Query, he's with Great Plains Sponsorships, and we'll get to that in a minute. And Allison Wyland, who is the State Theater's Development Coordinator. And uh, uh, I thank you both for being with us today. Thanks for having yeah, us. No thanks. problem. Um, so now here's the deal. Let's, uh, get, let's talk about the news first, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you had an announcement this week that uh, we're gearing up to sell the naming rights on the State Theater. So Allison... Uh, why do we need to sell the naming rights for the State Theater? It already has a name. It's called the State, right? It is. It is the State Theater, and we are geared up. I like how you said that. 
Um, you, with these historic theaters, there's basically a handful of ways um, how they get to operations. It's either, you know, there's a large endowment or they're city funded. We have and, neither of those. <laughs> so, you know, it's a logical next step is to, you know, pursue these naming rights. It's a historical landmark. It's iconic. I mean, you look at the 24-hour visibility of something like that. Um, it's quite powerful. Um, exactly. It's on, you know, Phillips Avenue. The most right? popular street. Yeah, exactly. Well, Arguably. It, mm-hmm. The home, the <laughs> entertainment home. And, and Ryan Query. You uh, are the founder and president of Great Plains Sponsorships. Um, you have been working in this arena. Uh, how, how do you get into this business? Because you, you have a private company and you work in sponsorships, which, you know, are there that many clients? You know, how do you get into this business? It's a, it's a great question. So I actually moved to Sioux Falls. Uh, I grew up in Omaha, but I moved to Sioux Falls from the Bay Area where I was working for the San Francisco 49ers. And I moved here to actually be the GM of sales and marketing at the Denny Sanford Premier Center. So that's when we moved here. Uh, My family and I had our daughter. I worked on that project day in, day out for two years. Uh, Fell in love with the city. Moved to Dallas and decided to move back. Um, And really the... Part of the reason that I started my own firm was because of the need, um, whether it's a municipality or a nonprofit or another type of private organization that needs help securing supplemental funding and supplemental revenue. A lot of times they have the need, but they don't have the manpower, or the expertise. And somebody like Allison is is excellent at fundraising and can do it day in, day out. But she also wears about 30 other hats. And what naming rights is, is it's, it's a different ball game. And so we, we, I approach it a little bit more um, strategic than, than most do. And, and um, that's between working on the Premier Center and the Midco Aquatic Center and uh, working on various other projects around, around the state. That's, that's how I've done it. And so, you know, I've been lucky so far that there have been enough clients. And so you, uh, was the city of Sioux Falls was your client for the Midcoast Aquatic Center? Correct. Okay. So that, was that the first thing that you worked on in Sioux Falls when you got back? Because the timeline, you, you were gone that long, I right? was only gone for about 11 months. I missed it that much. And so when I was gone, I actually was working on about 12 projects around the country. And the majority of them were, I was living in Dallas, but I was flying to Canada and the other projects were requiring me to be here. So I was I was in Sturgis. Um, the city of Sturgis was my client. I was overseeing the 74th and 75th motorcycle rally. I was doing the Midco Aquatic Center. I was still kind of providing some customer service and, and needs for the Premier Center. So it was just one of those things where as those were going on, I was getting more inquiries about, hey, could you help us with this project, the pavilion, this and that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing led to another and... Now you have your own firm. I do. And you have been uh, hired by the state theater folks to uh, do this. Now, when you have a, a uh, historic theater like this, that, you know, you, with the Premier Center, it's a brand new building, right? Basically, you're going to call it whatever the new name is. And sometimes those things change. But with a state theater, it's the state theater. Mm-hmm. How do you rebrand and rename and resell something that's been there so long? So it's another great question, and I think the word that we've stuck with as a team here at the State Theater, and I certainly consider myself a part of the State Theater now, is fluid. Um, we aren't going to change the name. We may just add to it. So it, you know, whether it's the ABC State Theater, because that provides us the, the funds we need to open the doors, this has been a trend um, that Allison could certainly speak mm-hmm. to that's been going on throughout the country dozens upon dozens of state theaters historic state theaters are opening and if it's naming rights which has really been a growing trend over the past 20 to 25 years all the way from things as 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 small as a triple a baseball field all the way up to nfl stadiums and everything in between um historic theaters are no exception and and so whether it's an individual or a business we so it might be like uh, state theater brought to you by the Patrick Lally show. It could or, be, or, or it could be the Patrick Lally state theater. It could be. There you uh, go. Well, what did uh, David Letterman took over the, uh, what was this theater in New York that he took over? Oh, the Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan theater. Yeah. So, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. You change names. Um, how, how do you determine value? 
you're talking about something that is at one hand uh, very valuable because of where it is and what it is. And on the other hand, basically just dust. So what do you do to, to uh, determine the value of something like naming rights on the state theater? I, either one of you can try and take a shot at that one. I don't know who has the answer. You know, our goal is to get the state theater open and operational. So that ties in a lot with the naming rights. When we sell those naming rights, we will open. So um, there's a lot that goes into that. But you're right. It's, 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 it's also a nostalgic thing. It's an mm-hmm. emotional thing. So it kind of opens up the doors for um, our, our, you know, opportunities, whether it's a family or, you know, mm-hmm. in memory of someone or it's a, a corporation um, that wants more visibility in the community. And, right. va- and when it comes to value, uh, the, specifically evaluation, it's a, it's a tricky question because especially in a project like this where you, you – there's certainly some science and math that can go into this, which I do take that approach where I look at comparable venues throughout the country. I mm-hmm. look at what sponsorships are, what's, what's happening in our own economy and our, our business landscape. But at the same time, we have to know what's being given throughout, throughout – here in, in, in coherence with what it takes to restore and open the doors and actually say, hey, we're open for business. So it's kind of a balance and a hybrid of all those things. Why is it valuable? Companies pay millions of dollars. Why is it valuable to have a naming right? You know, State Farm just this past week purchased two naming rights deals, um, and, and they're big into traditional media. I think a lot of it's the changing of the landscape in traditional media. Uh, I think one of the things that I like to say is, is, is it's, there's an emotional attachment with a name that is unmatched. Um, when it comes to television and traditional media, the, the landscape's changing. So when it comes to a television commercial, let's be honest, and I would guess that 90% of the listeners have DVR nowadays, and so you're yeah, not... Nobody, TV's, TV advertising mm-hmm. is dead. We already know that. Right. That's, radio's where it's at, by the way. <laughs> radio, so, radio is where it's at. Uh, so and naming what, rights. The value, then, is the fact that uh, whether it's in print or whether it's on uh, during a sports broadcast, for instance, they're just going to say the name a lot, and that's that has advertising value, right? It's visible 365 days a year. Yeah, and 20. then it's a billboard, yep. <laughs> essentially. Uh, does it, being on a, a busy street like Phillips Avenue, a center of entertainment and all that, that has to be something in your your uh, pocket as well, right? And something like Ryan really brought to the team, too, is showing us that those other returns on investment. Talking about trailers before movies, you know, you could have your little advertisement or sponsored by mm-hmm. a certain, you know, film series. Um, that's really cool. And like, you know, names on ticket stubs. Ticket and, backs, ticket mm-hmm. envelopes, sponsors of concert series featured on social media. So so although the the what we're talking about for naming rights is somebody's name that's right on the heart of Phillips Avenue above the state theater, perhaps it's also tied in through a made to measure package that goes as deep down as a text to your mobile phone, a blog, a, a website. It really depends on what that partner wants, whether it's a business or a, an individual and, and how we can craft that mm-hmm. to them. Is it, is there a possibility you'll sell multiple tiers? We'll start with the naming rights. Mm-hmm. I think that that's important because that naming rights partner is going to be the one that enables the doors to open for business. And then absolutely beyond that, it'll be an ongoing process, you know, where we'll have other landmarks. So, for example, at the Premier Center where we had a naming rights partner or partners in that case in place, we still went and sold um, landmarks such as clubs or entrances, mm-hmm. things like that, because it's very important to to make everything about a building like that or a, or a, a theater sustainable. Um, it costs a lot to run these types of buildings. And so if you don't have an incoming cash flow, it makes it, it makes it quite difficult, especially when you're a nonprofit. We're going to come right back and talk with Allison Weiland, who's the development coordinator for the state theater and Ryan query, who is the founder and president of great Plains sponsorships. Who's working with the theater to sell the naming rights and get the joint open. We're going to talk more about that when we come back after the news and weather. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Attempt to shoot that horse, you'll wind up skin and bone. Don't 
Contemplate the concept of the answers best unknown. 334 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are chatting here with Allison Wyland. She is the development coordinator for the State Theater. And Ryan Query, he is the founder and president of Great Plains Sponsorships. And we've been uh, going over the details of the plan to sell the naming rights on the State Theater, which is a big dang deal. Um, Allison, uh, you said earlier that we need to sell this to get the place open. So how much do you need? I mean, you don't, we don't know what the value is, but really, every every auction has a base price, right? Mm-hmm. You, there's a starting point. Like, what do you need to get it open? So, for everything, I mean, a full restoration, because that's what the project is, we're looking at 5.5. Well, that doesn't seem, I mean, that doesn't, that's like, too bad. make my, my blood tremble. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of these projects, um, just over in, in Minnesota, I mean, they're like $32 million projects. It's crazy. We're really, you know, and we're about 40% done mm-hmm. with the project. A lot has been done. All that gnarly work that no one can see, mm-hmm. that no one knows, um, you know, in the basement and the roof and all that infrastructure is done. So now it's really things that are very visible. Yep. Um, and, you know, the production side of it all, that, that that's all included. You know, and I think people, a lot of people have moved here in the last well, I don't know. When was that? There used to be a building on the corner that was called the Hanson Building. It was an old building, and it burned down probably in 1989, 90, something mm-hmm. like that. And that was what was adjacent to the State Theater. And so there was damage to the theater from the fire, but it, it but there was in some restoration that needed to be done, some water damage, but it survived mostly intact. Yeah. And so the, mm-hmm. the, the, the restoration work that you have to do now is why is it so hard? You know, why is it so expensive? Why has it taken so long? Well, yeah, and too with with the fire, um, actually, it there was a a rumor going around that the state theater closed because of that fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happened to be around that same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of firefighters, and they said you know they were saving the state theater. Some of the the structure is great; it's solid; it's concrete, plaster, steel. Um, and so just those bones are really great. We have a really great thing to work with. Mm-hmm. We're doing, we're restoring it. So, I mean, there is up to like 18 layers of paint in places mm-hmm. that need to be peeled back just to see, was there a stencil here? What was here? You know? And Because so, there are stencils. There's yeah, artwork inside there's there that's art, really it's cool. beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, they're called, you know, these movie palaces. And they were built, kind of, they faded out after the World War II. So they were built, they're glamorous. Because um, if you think about it, films were kind of a highbrow entertainment because you had to be able to read to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. And then when talkies happened in, you know, mm-hmm. 28, then, you know, it kind of, became more normal but, to go. But this, the theater was built what year? 26. 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost 100 years old. It, almost. You know, 92 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, You never know what you're going to find, right? Mm-hmm. Wanted mm-hmm. to speak to the restoration, and Allison will certainly elaborate on this. It's not just any contractor, artisan contractor, that could walk in and restore a theater. So somebody like a Conrad Smith, who's been restoring the stencil, uh, there are maybe a handful mm-hmm. in the country that can do that. Yeah. And so the total uh, price tag when this is all done will be how much, do you think? Well, for what we have or as it can. The whole thing. The whole package will be, you know, if, if we wanted somebody to come in and say, hey, you want to be the naming rights partner, you want your name out front on Phillips Ave, and you, you want to make sure that this thing opens to the nines, it's five and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. But but then that's on top of how much has already been spent. Well, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah so as a whole, it's probably like a ten million dollar yeah. project you're looking at, which is very reasonable. We were talking to um, a construction person, and he said, you know, you, it's twenty four thousand square feet. If you were going to build that today um, and just have a, a mm-hmm. concrete box. As our board president would say, to build a black box yeah, that, in that's downtown it. Now, right now. Talking about the real estate it's on, mm-hmm. Phillips well, Avenue yeah. and that visibility, it would be $12 million. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at all this ornate, mm-hmm. beautiful thing that they, they mm-hmm. just don't make plaster like that anymore. Or that stenciling, you know, it's very, very unique. You know, one of the things I think that when people say, that is, why is this taking so long? Um my recollection is uh, the, the the real sort of movement to restore it started, you know, it was before the recession. Mm-hmm. And yes. then when the recession hit, 
everything stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it didn't matter what it was. Everything stopped. And it's taken a while to get back up and running again, hasn't it? I mean, that's part of the, the delay here. Why that it seems hard. like it's so long. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's strictly tied to fundraising. Construction mm-hmm. is you know, that's the tie. And we were actually very successful this last year. We've had some great campaigns. Um, with that money, everything we get that gets donated goes into the building. Mm-hmm. So we were able to start a little bit of work in the auditorium um, with some of the decorative painting, which is just really awesome to see mm-hmm. it kind of come to life. Um, I mean, these colors and how elaborate everything is, is just, it's really magical. Because there has been work done in the lobby. Yep, that part is all complete. The front of the building is complete. The facade, you know, they upgraded the marquee with it. Mm-hmm. With, it's now digital. All that infrastructure work, asbestos removal. I mean, they had to take out all the old systems. Um, it had one of the first chiller public chiller mm. systems in Sioux Falls, um, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. State of the art, but they had it. Which t- is air conditioning. Air conditioning, was it, yeah. Wasn't, didn't it come up under the, <laughs> yep. under the mm-hmm. there were like vet, these little round vents yeah. under the seats. <laughs> very cool. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Movie theaters were actually one of the first places that um, brought in air conditioning because yeah. they couldn't sell tickets if it was hot and you no. sit next to people, you know, so... Um, but and nobody took showers. And they wore three piece suits, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. going out. Mm-hmm. I would have been a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about the balcony? Is the balcony still going to be? There was oh, a big balcony there. The, the balcony, the that's the best seats in the mm-hmm. house, really. Yeah, and I, we're really excited to. I, How many seats are you going to have in there? When it's, well, right now, with the on the main floor, there's none. There, and upstairs, I know there there's zero. There is 400 upstairs right now. Um, but you have to remember, people were a little smaller back then. Those yes. seats were from about the 1940s. I sat in them. Yeah, yeah. And they're good, you know, for 15, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but two and a half hours, you're pushing it. So, you know, we do have to accommodate. So you're going to put new seats in them. Yeah, we might, you know, have a little historical section. I think that would be kind of fun Just, to see. Yeah, go sit in that and see how you like it. <laughs> exactly. That would um, be but, fun you know, for anybody. Historical theaters are kind of known for two things. Uncomfortable seating and lines for the bathrooms. Yeah. So we're really definitely going to have to change that. Well, and if you actually go to the State Theater in Minneapolis... Mm-hmm which has been restored. Mm-hmm. It is a wonderful place to see a show. The first thing you notice when you sit down is, oh my God, mm-hmm. my knees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Or even uh, the uh, uh, in St. Paul where uh, Prairie Home Companion used to be. The Fitzgerald. The Fitzgerald. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. I should be able to remember that. Small seats. We're, yeah. taking, a, we're taking a field trip there, uh, aren't we? Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of great new We want to keep that, a pulse yeah. on what's going on around the, the theater community and and so it's important for us to get out there and do that and and see that and so on our own time on a weekend Mm -hmm. we're gonna go up there and we're gonna catch Mm -hmm. a show tough duty oh i know it's good well (laughs) (laughs) i know it's your own time right i get it it's very knowledgeable though because um the builders of the state theater were from minneapolis in that area and they built a ton of these theaters Mm -hmm. around so go to see how they're operating with their restoration project, you know, just to just kind of see. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like fun. When you go on, maybe I'll go along with you. No, no, you got room? 20? Yeah, room? sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to come right back and talk more about the future of the State Theater in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls and just what that might hold. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And we have been just sitting around conversing, chatting, having a lovely time with Ryan Query, who is the founder and president of Great Plains Sponsorship, and Allison Weiland, who is the development coordinator for the State Theater, uh, talking about the needs of the State Theater, the, the naming rights for the State Theater. Um, but before we move away from naming rights totally, what's the timeline on the, on the naming rights? When do you want to have this wrapped up? We've just started, right? We we are we are just starting. I think the most important thing to state, and I and I promise I won't cop out on an answer, is finding the right partner is the most important thing. Uh, beyond that, I'd love I'd love to see us within the next year find it. Um, it's we don't have unrealistic goals of thinking that we're gonna find somebody before the fiscal year is over, before 2019. We just want to find the right partner that uh has has the same passion for this building and and the same goals and so i my goal would be personally within the next year but that's again that's fluid so do you just like put out an rfp i mean uh, you know how do you or do you make a list and you start showing up on people's doors 
We, it's not an RFP. It's it's much more personalized <laughs> than that. So yeah. we we you know we've developed. We we have a lot of very loyal, and mm-hmm. I, I think Allison should speak to this. On uh, on any project I work on, I go to the I go to the individuals and businesses that are loyal to that project or its purpose beforehand. And there are so many people that have been loyal to the theater. Yeah, John Swedeen, um, who is our board president, and I. Since I started a little over a year ago, we've just been meeting with community leaders um, and people and getting them updated. Mm-hmm. They know that we, we you know, mm-hmm. the game plan is naming rights. This was no surprise to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really think so. Um, if, if it is, they were a bit naive. <laughs> uh, so you, I mean, you have an existing fundraising network. You're going to go back through that and you're going to say, I wonder who really wants to leave a legacy here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is different in some ways than a premier center or something that's new this this is a way for it's much more likely that it would be a prominent family or something like sort of like with the uh uh kirby science center at the pavilion or some of these the 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 uh, hughes bow uh i'm sorry I'm gonna, ah, i forgot the name already but the 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 main uh, uh arena there at uh, the pavilion mm-hmm. the, the grand hall these are people who wanted to leave something as a legacy to their family, not mm-hmm. really advertising, mm-hmm. right? So that's part of this discussion. It is. I think. I think this this is unique because there is, without a doubt, both a very philanthropic uh, opportunity for a family or an estate to to partake. But I also think that uh, there are corporations and businesses and brands that are so parallel with the city, or maybe they're new to the city that. This could be the right mm-hmm. move for them and and the, their employees and the, their employees' families, and so um, I think that's what we're interested in finding out. And we've I, between Alice and myself, John and, and the board, we've done a, a pretty darn good job of identifying those folks, and I think we're still identifying them day to day. It's also you know people who have invested in downtown. What an open state theater mm-hmm. is going to do to the downtown economy is just going to be amazing for everyone it's good for uh the ch pastisserie let's say that <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. chris <laughs> yeah. hammer's ch pastisserie and his ice cream mm-hmm. shop and everybody else down there i'm not trying to <laughs> um the uh uh so allison mm-hmm. what exactly is going to happen once the doors open i you know the the, the notion of how to use a place can change mm-hmm. right but what do you really envision uh in terms of Who's going to use it and what's it going to be used for at this point? Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be open for everyone. That's for sure. And right now, throughout the U.S., these historical theaters are doing just great. People, you know, when your AMCs and other places are having to close down and, you know, kind of vamp what they're doing, people want a unique experience when they go out and pay money. They want, um, you know, more than just going to see a film. So there's so many successful things um, that have been done everywhere that we, um, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, we will be doing film primarily because that is what the want is through focus groups. And that's the original intent of it, you know, is to show film and then occasional live performance as well. Because it does make a nice concert venue. It does. You know, it was built in a time before microphones and sound systems. Mm -hmm. The acoustics in there are absolutely amazing for a live performance. And actually, there's a lot of big acts that want a smaller venue Mm -hmm. because of that. Because so it's 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 not that we don't have a vent. You know, the the uh, the pavilion is eighteen hundred seats. The Orpheum is six hundred maybe. uh, this is may be able to fit exactly in that range. Yes. Not every day, all week, every you know around the. But there are uh, acts that could do a thousand, mm-hmm. and we don't have that exactly. Mm-hmm. And that would be a, a good fit. So I'm glad to hear it's not being ruled out because we love live music here on the Patrick Lally Show and other forms of live entertainment. Well, spoken word is doing really great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, podcasts are huge mm-hmm. and they have a home or radio show. That's right. We could do a radio show there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Comedy, sure. you know, TED Talks. There's yep. a great opportunity too for, you know, businesses to use this space for conferences. We're at a central location, a unique venue. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it fills a lot of needs. And that's a big part of, of, of what, from a naming rights standpoint, when we can make a package more robust for a naming rights partner, a business, 
instead of just thinking of it as a name, it, it's also those added benefits where a business could come in and say, you know what, five times a year, we want to, you know, every quarter, four mm-hmm. times a year, we want to host, uh, we want to have our training in here. Mm-hmm. We want to, we want to have new employee uh, HR training in here. And guess where you get to do it? You get mm-hmm. to do it downtown. And we, lunch is brought in. And so it's it, it, places that maybe don't have an auditorium uh, the, of the scope that they would like. I mean, those are the types of tailored benefits that we can bring. And then it also, it, when people are coming and moving to Sioux Falls, which is clearly happening, it's it's one more exciting nuance to our city. Yeah. And it looks nice right now. So let's get that baby moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been chatting with Allison Weiland, who is the, the, uh, the development coordinator for the State Theater. It's been a long week for me. <laughs> and Ryan Query, who is founder and president of the Great Plains Sponsorships. They're working on selling the naming rights to the State Theater in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. And if you want to talk to them, just uh, you guys got a website, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Go Google State Theater Sioux Falls. You'll find it, right? Yeah. SiouxFallsStateTheater.org. There it is. And, uh, you know, go give them a gob of money and your name. The Patrick Lally Show State Theater. I'm, I'm working on the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see yeah, what I can do about putting together that five, uh, five large, is what the kids like to say. Uh, guys, thanks a lot for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank thanks. you. Thanks. Coming up. After the break, we're going to tell you what's going on next week. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Hey, don't forget tonight you can go down and catch Marilyn Scott and the West Coast All-Stars at the Orpheum, presented by the Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society. Coming up on the show next week on Monday, Sioux Falls City Councilor Teresa Staley will be here. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff and the common man. Join us. Have fun, everybody. Have a great weekend. This is the Information 1000 KSOO.